Welcome to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas, clinical psychologist, couples therapist, and founder of The Thomas Connection. I help high-striving busy people let go of the pressure of perfection to create more joy, connection, and compassion in their lives. On this podcast, we promote balance of a burnout through giving you the permission to pause, the curiosity to find your purpose, and the courage to play. Welcome back to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas. I'm so excited to have you here because this is going to be the last of all the episodes I've been focusing on my book, The Lasting Connection. So if you've been with me this whole time, it's been about six months of actually giving you little nuggets from this book. And I wanted to do that to make it accessible. I know that not everyone has the means to buy a book or read a book, and maybe that their partner isn't willing to do so. Maybe looking at a brick of a book, sorry about that, I had a lot to say, is really overwhelming and daunting. And although the book is actually written in a very easy to read language, I try to write it as I speak. And it's jam-packed full of exercises for you to do followed by audio downloads that you can access for free by going to the website at the very end of the book, logging in and getting all those exercises to make it even easier. I still know how hard it is to convince yourself or your partner that you need to do the work. So I hoped that all of these little nuggets, these sort of 10-15 minute episodes of each chapter, has helped you find a way in, leaving you with a desire for more. Maybe they've been good little nuggets to send to your partner to just say, listen to this one. Maybe we can do that together. And that's why I built the course, the online course of 90 Days, The Compassionate Couple, to be based on this book. Because I know that some people just don't have the motivation to do self-help and they need guided self-help. As much as I would love everyone to read the book cover to cover and use everything in it, I know some people need a bit more support. So the online course was built to create lasting habits for a lasting connection. And doing so takes months. That's why I built the course to be 90 days, because three months is roughly how long it takes to create sustainable habits you will keep for a lifetime. If you're interested in the course, you can go to thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash the compassionate couple. And now on with the episode. We're going to talk about the last chapter of the book. Number 24, the journey from here. And I would like to pick out a couple of snippets here of things I'm frequently asked when I'm talking about couples. When I give a workshop or presentation or keynote, I often talk about kindness, gratitude and little things you can try. In the book, you will also read more about the pitfalls to come. So if you've been using the book or you've been hoping to do the course, this is how we tie it all together. I can't just love you and leave you here. You'd have to also be aware that this work is ongoing. So the pitfalls are things that are likely to happen even after you and your partner have done some work on your relationship together. But let's start with the nice things. Let's start with some kindness. So I want to be clear here that compassion does include kindness, but compassion isn't the same as kindness. Compassion is about noticing suffering in others and wanting to help, to alleviate that suffering, to make it better. 
Kindness rests on that same motivation to be helpful, not harmful, but it might not have the same awareness of the pain in others. Kindness relates to being friendly and deliberately doing good things unto others, and that's also related to the word kin, which means family. Being kind to others is the basis for our connection with others, not just those we like and love, but to anyone. Hence why you have the term random acts of kindness. So what's going on when partners are unkind to each other in a way they wouldn't be to strangers? If you feel safe and comfortable with your partner, you might have a tendency to let it all hang out after a stressful day, daring to show them your full range of emotions. The downside of this, of course, is the unpleasant emotions your partner has to face. If they only get to receive you on a really bad day, it can wear them down over time. You need to show your partner you on a really good day as well, as that's probably the person they first fell in love with. And that's where kindness and compassion comes in. You know now that you can form new habits and contribute to a more compassionate climate in your relationship. Plants and humans both need nourishment in a non-toxic environment to thrive and grow. Making an effort to be kind to your partner is like pouring fertilizer onto the soil of your relationship. It will do the partner plant a world of good, but also do your own plant good, as it feels good, to do good. And that's where kindness and compassion comes in. So I have a little exercise for you here. This is quite a fun thing to do, because it's easy to forget to make efforts in your relationship. We need reminders to stay on track. Whenever someone in your home does something kind, put a marble or a pebble in the kindness jar. And that's to highlight and appreciate when you're living in line with the value of kindness. So place the jar somewhere visible where everyone in the home can track its progress. You can decide together what will happen when the jar is full. For example, that you're going to donate money, time or work to someone needing kindness and support. You can invest in some nourishing self-care for yourselves. You're going to go for a special family day out. Our favourite is always going to be dinosaur related, so going to the dinosaur park for instance. Or you treat yourself to something nice as a couple, like a hotel stay or a dinner. If you want your children to grow up to be kind to others, you need to show them that through your own kind actions, practising what you preach to them, but also with your partner, modelling that. The point is to make it rewarding, strengthening our natural tendency to be kind to one another in a world where humans often end up being unkind to one another. It can also help you acknowledge and appreciate your partner's efforts and to keep compassion flowing in. So try this little kindness jar at home. It's a great success in our household when we have a young child, but it's surprisingly effective also when it's just the two of you, just as adults. As adults, we still want to be given acknowledgement for when we've done something good. So let's move on to gratitude. The act of writing things down has real value, giving space between us and our thoughts in our mind. So gratitude journals have become a really popular way of bringing attention to things we appreciate in life, in ourselves and in other people. Often couples get annoyed when I ask them to make space for gratitude for their partner because they might be feeling resentful or angry with the other person. You can appreciate things about your partner and be mad at them at the same time. It's really common for partners to feel that they love their other half dearly, but they also feel furious with how annoying the partner can be. So if you make some space for the appreciation, you can also soothe some of the annoyance. 
So in this chapter in the book, I've got a little exercise of how you can set up some gratitude and appreciation for you and your partner. And it's very simple, really. All I want you to do is to write down three things you've appreciated about your partner today. And considering what your partner has done or been for you today, however small or fleeting, that you appreciate can be really helpful to express to them because we all tend to be more likely to express the things we are upset about or annoyed about than the things we are grateful for. So use your compassionate facial expression and tone of voice to share the things you appreciate. So for instance, you might say, I appreciate that you picking up some food for dinner tonight so I didn't have to think about what to cook. Whilst also being annoyed that they didn't put their clothes in the laundry hamper. It's okay. Those two things can coexist. A negative behaviour does not cancel out a positive one. And the positive ones are the ones we want to strengthen to also strengthen our connection. So what three things have you appreciated about your partner today? And then find a time to tell your partner those three things you've appreciated. Asking them to listen without interruption. Encouraging them to take it in without batting that appreciation away. Letting kindness flow in and accepting it can be quite soothing to do this before bed and can strengthen that connection between you and also relax you into sleep. And then you swap, so it's your turn to receive. Notice your own tendency to not acknowledge the actions your partner is appreciating. Remember that it's each person's subjective experience of what they appreciate in the other person, so try to take it in. If you're struggling, then go back to the episode of compassion flowing in to notice your fears, blocks and resistances to receiving a compliment, praise, appreciation, kindness. And then thank each other for the kind words and go with what feels good here. Perhaps this makes you feel like you want to move into an embrace, have a cuddle. Perhaps you just want to carry on with your day. And just reflect on how this makes you feel, having spent a few mindful moments on telling each other what you've liked about the other. Has this lifted you up? If it has, why don't you make space for this more often? It feels good to do good, remember? So the intention is to help focus your mind on the things your partner does right, not just on the things you perceive them doing wrong. You'll also get to experience what it feels like to be appreciated yourself, and that may well make you feel like your actions are noticed and worthwhile. So, dear listener, we've come to the end of the book. There's plenty more stuff in the book that I haven't brought up on the podcast. It's not an audiobook after all. So in this chapter I also have the difference between thank you and I'm sorry. Lots of examples of pitfalls to come and how you find your way back again if you drift off course. At the end of the book I also have some resources for you. Like my Facebook group, the Pause Purpose Play group. Or some further reading for you to do. But if you have enjoyed this book and you've enjoyed this podcast, please tell other people. It's not the most popular book title to fly off the shelves. If you have liked it, please send a link to this book to other people. You can buy it on Amazon or through my website, thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash thelastingconnection. Please tell other people because it can help save their relationships. It can help build a solid foundation for years to come. And until I speak to you next time, where we're going to talk about other things related to perfectionism, overachieving, being hard on yourself, the inner critic, feeling good enough, all of these things. 
please do take care of yourself. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I know it's not easy when you feel busy and overwhelmed to find time for another thing to do. If this is you, if you feel overwhelmed or that you are close to your breaking point, then I've got a downloadable checklist for you that's going to help. This checklist is called Calm the Overwhelm. The first section has signs and symptoms of you being overwhelmed mentally or physically, showing you that you might be close to breaking point or burning out. The second part is actionable, easy things you can do to try to slow down and give yourself a break. And the third part is a checklist of all the things that might show up when you're asking yourself to take a break. Perhaps your inner critical voice will have an opinion about why you're not allowed to give yourself the permission to pause. To download this free resource, go to www.thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm. So that's thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm. This episode of the Pause Purpose Play podcast was presented by me, Michaela Thomas. And you can find me on thethomasconnection.co.uk. And because great work rests on having a great team, this episode was kindly edited by Emily Crosby Media.